بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد نسلی اللہ رسول کریم اما الحمد للہ ٹونائٹ از دا ٹوینٹی سکس آف نومبر ان دی ایئر ٹو تھاؤزینڈ with regards to the female folk. So first of all, even for serving her husband, she receives rewards. In Kanzul Omal, volume 16, page 169, Abdullah ibn Umar, he relates that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Khidmatuka, Zawjatuka, Sadaqa. You serving your husband is a charity. خدمتك زوجتك صدقة يوسيرينج يور هزبند از ا صدقة سو سبحان الله وات ا فيرتيو ا وومن جيتس ذا سيم ريوارد فور سيرفينج هير هزبند جوست از ا ريتش مان جيتس فور سبيندينج ان ذا كوز اوف الله سبحانه وتعالى سو نوت بيبل اسك از ات ا اوبليجيشن فور ذا وايفز تو سيرف هير هزبند And the response is, you've gone the long way. You respond by saying, serving a husband is a charity. So she gets the reward of giving sadaqah. So the more she serves, the more she will get the reward. And another point, the scholars point out, is if a woman cannot offer monetary sadaqah, she may simply serve her husband with pleasure. So no, this is important for the females to understand. In an amazing report, Showing the incredible virtues that an obedient wife accrues. Our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, A man went out on a journey commanding his wife not to leave the dwelling. Her father, who was in the lower portion of the dwelling, and she was in the upper portion, her father was suddenly taken ill. So she sent a message to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioning the situation. He said, Obey your husband. Her father thereafter died. And she again sent a message to the Prophet. He said, Obey your husband. Thereafter, he sent her a messenger who told her, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has now forgiven her father because of her obedience to her husband. Subhanallah. This is recorded in Al-Haythabi in Majma Az-Zawaid, volume 4, page 316. So, what's shocking about this report? So, they were virtually in the same dwelling. The only difference was the wife had to come down to the lower portion. But because her husband instructed her not to leave the dwelling, she thought this is also maybe a disobedience. Now, her father's illness. So, you'd think she doesn't need permission. So she sent a message to the Prophet and the Prophet said, Obey your husband, meaning don't, even though your father's ill. Then her father passed away. So now she's thinking, surely I can go now. And the Prophet said again, Obey your husband, meaning don't leave the dwelling. And then the atom bomb, she then received the message, Allah the Almighty has forgiven your father because of obedience to your husband. So now what does this therefore entail? 
if her father was forgiven because of her obedience, what then is to say of the reward she accumulated? So think about that. If she was forgiven, her father was forgiven because of her, her daughter's obedience to her husband. What's the reward for her? So the response must be she must also be forgiven, not only forgiven, maybe also given gender. So note, when a wife obeys her husband, people always say, is that an obligation? And again, you're going the wrong way. The response is, you are receiving so many blessings if you obey your husband, which Allah has ordained. Indeed, the best of all deeds for the female folk is simply to remain hidden from the eyes of men. Sayyidina Ali, he said, I was with Rasulullah and he asked, Who is the best of women? The companions, remained silent. When I returned to my dwelling, I asked Fatima and she said, La rijal. The best of all deeds for the females is not to allow any man to look at her. I later mentioned this to the Prophet and he said, Verily indeed, Fatima comes from me. So let's look at this. So first is it authentic. It's recorded in Bazaar 2-159-160. Abu Nu'im al-Hiriya 2-175. Anzul Oman, number 46,012. Al-Hidhami in Majma al-Zawaid, 4-255. He states, Da'if due to Ali ibn Zayd and Qais ibn al-Arabi al-Asadi, whom there is also discrepancy of. It half, page 362, Kashaf al-Astar, volume 3, page 151. However, this narration is also recorded from Anas radiyallahu through a strong chain by Darakutni in Su'alat Hamzat al-Sahmi, number 409, and Abu Nu'im al-Hiliyah 2-40 with the wording that they do not see men, nor do the men see them. So simply put, this hadith, if you go through a singular chain, it's weak. Or if you go through the various chains, it's authentic. And the meaning is undoubtedly true. So what was the question the Prophet asked? Who is the best of women? So the companions didn't answer, because they didn't know. So Ali told, who better than my wife, Fatima? When, she, when he asked, she knew straight away. She said, the best woman, la yara rijal, is not to allow any man to see her. In the other word, they do not see men, nor do men see them. When he mentioned this to the Prophet, the Prophet didn't say, correct. He said, Fatima, who comes from me. Meaning, you would expect her to be correct. So who is the best of women or what is the best deed for women is simply to keep away from the eyes of men. So note again, when people say hijab is an obligation, again, you've gone the wrong way. Why do you keep going to obligations? You respond by saying, do you not want to be amongst the best women? And he goes, how do I become amongst the best women? And he goes, simply to cover yourself away from the eyes of men. So note every example that I've given so far, why you turn into the obligation? But the virtues are immense. So no, the virtue should be kept in mind. How beautifully did our beloved messenger summarize this when he, when he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, لِلْمَرْأَةِ سِتْرَانِ الْقَبْرُ وَالزَّوْجِ For a woman, there are two places of concealment, the grave and the husband. 
This is in Kanzul Omal, volume 16, page 171. So the Prophet said, there's two places where she's concealed. <coughs> One is in the grave, and the other is with her husband. So note again, the Prophet is telling, explaining how the woman should be kept concealed. In contrast, compare this to those unfortunate women who betray their trust and become pregnant with other men's children, but still claim they belong to their husbands. Our beloved Messenger naturally issued a stern warning against such vile conduct. In Abu Dawood 2-695, Mishkat number 3316, Sayyidina Abu Huraira, he said, when the verse of Al-Mula'ana was revealed, Surah 24, verse 7, and the fifth testimony should be the invoking of the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on him if he be of those who lie. The Holy Prophet thereupon said, the woman who brings into a people someone who does not belong to them, has then nothing to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not admit her into paradise. In addition, any man who denies his own child when he is looking at him, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not show himself to him and will also expose him before the whole of mankind. So let's look at this. So this is an authentic report in Abu Dawud. So what is Mula'ana? Mula'ana is when a husband sees his wife committing uh, zina, but he's got no witness. So if there's no witnesses, then he needs to be purified now. But in that situation, Allah Ta'ala revealed the verse of Al-Mula'ana, where both the husband and wife swear oaths. So one of them swears, I'm telling the truth. I swear by God, I saw her commit adultery. And she says, no, I swear by God, he's lying. This is Mula'ana. But well, then he says, and the fifth testimony should be the invoking of the curse of Allah on him who's telling a lie. Meaning, whoever is lying, may Allah curse them. Then the Prophet explains that Allah that the woman who brings into a people someone who doesn't belong to them, meaning she's committed adultery, and she knows that the child is not from her husband, then Allah has nothing to do with her, and she is forbidden paradise. And similarly, if a man denies his own child, the other end of the scale, is your child and you deny it, then Allah will not show himself to him and also humiliate him before the whole of mankind. So note these common traits now which are found in the West. Islam is telling you how serious this matter is. In addition, a woman must only perfume herself for her husband. Asma bint Abu Bakr, she said, I once visited my sister Aisha while Zubair was away. Rasulullah arrived and observed a pleasant order. He thereupon said, It is binding upon a woman whose husband is away that she should not apply fragrance. This is in Al Haythami in Majma al Zawaid, volume 4, page 317. Let's look at this. So Asma was the sister of Aisha. Their father was Abu Bakr. They had different mothers. Zubair was her brother-in-law, Aisha's brother-in-law. So Asma visited her sister Aisha. But when the Prophet entered, he smelled the scent coming from Asma. And what did he say? It is binding upon a woman whose husband is away 
that she should not apply fragrance, meaning that you should not attract the male folk. How sad it is then to see in today's day and age that when the Muslim women go out, they adorn themselves to the max. And the question they was posed to themselves is, why? Is it simply not just to attract the opposite sex? We seek refuge in Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all forms of abomination. So what the reality is that the women should adorn themselves at home. And then when they go out, they cover. And now, Qiyamat, one of the signs of Qiyamat, everything is topsy-turvy. At home, completely smashed. And when they go out, they dollop. And is that Islam? So forget that, even if you put perfume on, that is a major crime, the Prophet was explaining, but of course, this doesn't mean that the woman should smell unpleasant. Body odor and the rest, of course, there's no problem with that. This is when they're wearing something to attract. Another innate two weaknesses of women are ornaments and clothing. In Ibn Hibban, in his Sahih, Tarheem number 1756, Abu Huraira relates, that our beloved messenger said, وَيْلًا لِلنِّسَاءِ مِنَ الْأَحْمَرَيْنِ الذَّحَبُ وَالْمُؤَصْفَرِ War to women over the two red things, gold and multicolored clothing. So let's look at this. So the Prophet was saying this is a weakness for the women. They are over-infatuated over the two red things. And one is gold and the other is clothing. So what was the Prophet warning them? Because do not go into excess over this. And similarly, in Ibn Hibban, Abu al-Sheikh and Tarheeb number 1757, Abu Huraira radiyallahu that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi I was shown that I was entered paradise. Those with the highest ranks in paradise were the poor muhajirs and the believers' children, whilst only a few amongst the rich and the women. I was informed that the rich are at the gate giving their accounts and being questioned. And the women were also being detained due to two red things, gold and silk, which has now detained them. So here the Prophet was explaining that the rich and the females, they, are, they will have problems. One is due to accountability and the other is because of the women going in excess with their gold and silk. Thus the female folk must not allow these two things to make them neglect the commands of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise, they will only have themselves to blame. So this is the weakness of women. And of course, the weakness for men is women. Famous report which is mentioned in the Sayyid. So Lord, this is something you should keep in mind when you are married and with regards to the females, that this is their weakness. They'll spend inordinate amounts of time in clothes, in clothing departments, and also with regards to jewelry. But it needs to be highlighted that this is something that they'll be questioned about. So all I mentioned today was a few blessed reports with regards to the female folks. And note, the virtues are something which often many are not informed about. And this will certainly help the women with regards to the commands of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are there any questions you'd like to ask? Subhanallah bihamdi, subhanallah bihamdika, ashtolai ilaha illa anta astaghfirika atubu alayka wa dhibu alayhim rishidhan jim, subhanallah bihamdika la bin izzati amma yasifun, assalamu alayhi wa sallam, alhamdulillahi wa 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 alhamdulill
الى الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصلوا بالحق وتواصلوا بالصبر صلى 